This is Radio Means Business, the podcast highlighting businesses and nonprofits in all of central Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Tony Pfeiffer, General Manager of WCHX, WKVA, and WVNW Radio here in the Juniata Valley. On today's episode, we welcome Jenny Landis, Executive Director of the Juniata River Valley Visitors Bureau. We'll find out a little bit about her and what the Visitors Bureau is up to these days. Jenny, welcome to the program. Uh, well, good morning, Tony. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, we always take every opportunity to talk about the Visitors Bureau because so many people don't know we exist. Mm. Um, and actually, that's kind of a good thing because our job isn't to promote here locally. Our job is to draw people in from outside. So mm. the advertising we do, um, and we do advertising uh, not only regionally, uh, this spring we have a new piece coming out called the Waterways Guide. Um, that is actually going to be advertised down in the D.C. and Baltimore area. Mm, the whole okay. idea of bringing people up here to spend some time and most importantly, and yes, I say this with a smile on my face, most importantly, to spend money. Sure. Our job is to bring fresh money into the community. Um, so you asked about me, but I launched right into the Visitors <laughs> Bureau because um, I think people that know me would say this is probably the ultimate job for me. Wow. Uh, number one, I like to talk. And number mm-hmm. two, I am a huge community supporter. I was born and raised here in Lewistown. Uh, in fact, uh, my husband and I and our two dogs are living in the home that my father was raised in, oh, in wow. downtown Lewistown. I am the fourth generation on his side of the family to live in this, this terrific big brick home right in downtown Lewistown. And I love it and would not live anywhere else. That's awesome. Um, everything is walkable. Despite what people think, it is safe down here. Um, I used to, I would love to tell people, look, I walk my dog any time of the day or night. Not only mm. have we never had trouble, we don't even see anybody to give us any trouble. So, you know, this, this is still truly, truly the small town. Um, but as the Visitors Bureau, we represent both Mifflin and Juniata counties, as mm. we are quite often lumped together. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that because uh, the, just the title, Juniata River Valley, we cover, you know, that flows through both counties. And technically, actually, uh, we like to say we own the Juniata River. It starts up at the end of um, uh, Raystown Dam mm-hmm. and heads down here and then ends up in the Susquehanna on the other side of Perry County. Mm-hmm. So we have the two counties. And so most of it, most of it is ours. Um and that's why I think it's kind of natural that Mifflin and Juniata County are blended together. Um, I did launch into, I, I did uh, mention the waterways guide that we're publishing this spring, mm. a big project that Buffy Boyer is in charge of. And um, we're, we're launching that because we are called the river Valley. Um, it's one, there's a wonderful saying, uh, every river has a town, but not every town has a river. Mm-hmm. So you True. make the most of what you have. And with COVID and people going outside and, and looking for fresh air and fresh air opportunities, I think the river, um, the terrific Rothamole Trail that's right here in downtown Lewistown, I mean, there, there are lots of really, really, and we have some really awesome campgrounds sure. um, along the river that uh, like Buttonwood Campground wins awards all the time and they do all kinds of activities on the river. And, and, and it's... Um, it should be so easy, you know, to, mm. to explain to people come here to the river. Uh, but there, there are a lot of details happening now. You can't just throw a kayak in in, in the river, you know. And yeah. Somebody from the state could find you. You need a permit on that boat. Sure. Um, and even bigger, if somebody from the state finds you, you need life jackets on that boat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're findable offenses and all that good stuff. So this this waterways guide um, it was a long time in coming. Mm. Uh, 
but we do have to say, and honestly, we laugh about this a lot, neither Buffy nor I fish. So for years, we've been looking for people that would talk to us about fishing. Do you know how hard that is? Nobody wants to give away their fishing secrets. Of course let not. alone where they go, right? They know so where the big it, ones are. <laughs> <laughs> or the easy ones, I guess. Yeah, they um, do. It, uh, so while we can kind of touch a little bit, we know a little bit, uh, you know, the, the river is awesome for smallmouth bass. It's low and slow. It's fabulous for kayaking and intertubing, that kind of stuff. We have streams around here that will rival Penn's Creek. And Penn's Creek is known, you know, nationally as a wonderful trout fishing stream. Mm. Um, some of our, our streams will rival that and are less populated with people, you know, in sure. season. So, so we're working on that and trying to make a really big deal about, um, about the water. Uh, we do have, though, right now, and until this point that we are making a uh, big spring push and big spring campaign for, uh, our two biggest attractions, this will, uh, one will surprise people. Big Valley is one of the biggest attractions that we have. Uh, it's tricky because there's no way to monitor it. Can we tell you how many people come through? No, no, we yeah. can't. but we can tell you about the traffic on our website. We can tell you about questions we answer. It is a big draw. Um, and that we use the line that we are the second, we have the second largest community of Amish families in the state. We're right, right after um, Lancaster. Mm -hmm. that, that says a lot. And um, as far as um, wanting to see this different culture, sure. uh, the I think what is the most interesting part is though, you can't go have dinner with them necessarily. You right. know, you, you can't have an Amish dinner. You can't buy a ticket and go in and see an Amish farm. We have uncommercialized uh, Amish people here. Mm. So you see that they're trying to live a nice, quiet life, just as they truly say that they want to do. Um, and yet they're, they're wonderful business people. We have sure. some really interesting businesses there. And we talk a lot about that and getting out and getting off Route 655 in Belleville and, and going and find some of, some of these places. Um, our second largest attraction is the Speedway, Port Royal Speedway. Okay. And which really that place has just taken off like gangbusters. Uh, mm -hmm. The fair committee runs it. They've done major, major improvements to the speedway, but they did that knowing that their crowds are just growing and growing. This dirt track is known really internationally. They wow. have people from all over the world coming there. And people would think that local people would think that's insane. No, it's true. <laughs> it's really true. You can go, you can talk to the fair board if you want, or just go down and look around in the parking lot during a race. It's it's phenomenal what they draw in here. Um, I'm not uh, particularly a racing fan, but I sure understand that that it's exciting. I get why people would love it. Mm -hmm. We love it that they come here. Um, we do, however, want to try to keep them here and not let them go stay in Harrisburg, you know, and eat food in Harrisburg. Let's try to keep them up here to keep this fresh money in our community. Mm -hmm. So. Definitely makes um, sense. We're talking with the fair board and, and um, have some ideas to get our information there that, that hopefully uh, more people will stop and look around here and see what we have. Um, it's beautiful country. I mean, do you sure have everything that you do here, Tony? Uh, are you, are you an outdoors person? Do you like to hike? Do you hunt? Do you? Uh, I certainly like to hike. I don't get to do it as much as I'd like to. Um, but yeah, I know there's definitely plenty of opportunities to do that around, around the area for sure. It, it is definitely beautiful country. And I think people overlook that, you know, when they're passing through 322 between Harrisburg and state college, um, 
you know, they don't really realize what's off the exits when they're going through either north or south. There's, there's a lot happening here in this area and a lot of interesting things. And, and you mentioned, um, you know, uh, Wednesdays in Big Valley, there's an opportunity to, um, you know, take part in uh, learning about the Amish culture and maybe even um, getting some good deals at some of the sales along the way on 655 and, and, and maybe getting some of that uh, Amish crafted furniture and things like that, quilts. And don't forget about the produce in season. Oh, I have fresh and, you know, stuff. stuff yeah. that actually comes out of our ground. Farm to table is a huge, huge topic these days. And Absolutely. You can do it right out there in Big Valley. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, there, there are, um, I love to talk to my friends and other people that live here in the area and say, well, if you have people that come in from out of town, where do you go? What do you do? Mm. What do you show them? Um, most actually answer the river. Uh, that's the thing that they do because it, like I said, not every town has a river. Um, and ours is just such a nice, um, nice calm flow. It's great for kids, all that kind of, I can keep going on about the for water, sure. but um, you know, we have, uh, we have artisans that you can get in and see. Um, there, there is stuff to do. You just need to know when they're open and where they are. It is the country. Um, not everything is open seven days a week. In fact, I mean, name something that, that, that's open seven days a week, you know, besides Walmart. Yeah. Um, our hours are tricky. Uh, sometimes directions can be tricky, but that's why we're here too. We're trying to make this information um, a lot more accessible or at least try to make the information more accessible and mm -hmm. also simplify it on how you get there. Um, I had a college roommate. First time I brought her home, we drove down 522. My college roommate was from Brooklyn. Did okay. it freak her out that there were no lights? There were no street lights? There, nothing, no houses, no nothing. And she turned to me and said, where are you taking me? Yeah. <laughs> well, now with pandemic, people are actually looking for this kind of area. Absolutely, lots of open space. I, I actually spent about 10 years in Brooklyn myself, Bay Ridge. Did you? Brooklyn, but yeah, definitely, yes. uh, if you're not, I, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so I kind of had an idea of what, um, uh, you know the area was like but uh but but uh, spending the time in brooklyn and then coming back it is definitely there's a culture shock there and um yeah not, there's not a whole lot of green in brooklyn compared to our area for sure <laughs> at least not the kind of green that you can literally get lost in yeah you know? and to feel that you are just a small piece of this this huge huge world absolutely um, yeah yeah and uh, yeah when we have guests over like say i live downtown Fell, they fell in love with the Kish River Walk. If you're not familiar with this, it's the one that um, walks along Kish Creek. You go mm. down South Main Street and hang a left onto a gravel path. It's not very long at all. It will um, take you over to Dorcas Street, but it crosses over an old railroad track. It's um, tree-lined. It is just mm. really, really nice. And have something like that really in the middle of a downtown these people were just, you know, their minds were blown. Go, man, I'd be down here every day. I'm like, well, get a dog. I am <laughs> every day. Um, but um, we have so much here, and you know, when when you don't when you don't get outside of here to see other things in the world, you, I don't think you can appreciate what we have here. Sure. You know, I I, I think that's very very important. I love travel. I was raised in a family. I traveled all over the place, but boy, there was really something very nice to know that you're coming home. Absolutely. Now, yeah. you touched on a couple of, um, you know, there, there, there are big events for the area, racing at, at Port Royal and um, uh, Belleville on Wednesdays, uh, the whole route along 655 with sales and, and the big Belleville sale. Now, you uh, are involved with some key events 
um, early in the year and then later in the year. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the bigger events that, um, that the Visitors Bureau is involved with? Uh, the Visitors Bureau, we are ground zero for Goose Day. Okay. Uh, we do not own Goose Day. Uh, we started, we are the champions of it, or one of sure. the champions. Um, we, uh, I per, when I, I got the job seven years ago, I mm. started working here under uh, Jim Tunnel. And when he passed away just three years after I started working here, mm. um, I assumed the uh, executive director position, which okay. was very exciting for me. Um, but really, I was, I was hired here to make things happen, to come up with reasons. Why would somebody love this area? Or why would somebody come visit this area? Um, what, what do you do? How do you know what there is to do? So really, I am a, um, I'm a creative person, and I, I tell people I love to make things up, and then we make them happen. Mm. Um, and uh, Goose Day was one of those things that growing up here, I knew about Goose Day. In the 70s, probably early 80s, it was, it was busy. It was run by our downtown association with the merchants. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if there's money involved in something, that's always a one step forward in making it last. So sure. <laughs> um, they were getting, uh, you know, great sales and doing all kinds of things. There was a cavalcade of bands. I think there was a parade. It was really, really big stuff. Um, but that was the downtown merchants pulling this all together. Um, we don't have that anymore. How can we keep Goose Day alive? Because uh, I was finding younger people have no idea what Goose Day is. It mm. really is. I don't want to say it's unique because there are other places that believe in this, but it's unique in that we're grabbing a hold of it and running with it. Sure. Um, I tell people this could be our Punxsutawney fill. This is something that is truly rooted here. Could bring lots of people in, lots of fresh money that I'm always after. That is my job. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is just quirky enough that it could catch on. Um, I love quirky. This is the way, you know, the, the way I usually take things, much to the chagrin of some people I work with. Uh -huh. But um, fun and kooky, I think it's a lot more tension. So, um, but instead of relying on one group to do something, everybody said, we just need one big event. Well, we don't have the money around here to pull off something that big mm. that would really gain national attention. So uh, the idea was hatched that we were going to do some, we call it, I call it crowdsourcing Goose Day. Okay. One person doesn't own it. It is a holiday. Nobody owns Thanksgiving. Nobody owns, you know, Valentine's Day that just was. Everybody kind of does it in their own way. Sure. That's exactly what we have in mind for Goose Day. Uh, we have history brochures that set it up and basically explain you have to eat goose and for luck on the 29th. After that, there's a whole lot of stuff that can be attached to Goose Day. Um, because it's been around for centuries and it came down through uh, the church and, mm -hmm. you know, Queen Elizabeth in England. And, and so there are so many little bits and pieces to this lore that it makes it fun. We grabbed the hold of the Blackberry idea that has a part in it. And if you want to know that story, I'd be happy to tell you about that. Um, it has to do with Lucifer, which always is kind of exciting. Wow. Uh, but um, blackberries play a part in Goose Day. And so we have the wineries and the distilleries jumped on that. And some of the places that are making uh, pastries and things, you can do, you know, blackberry tarts and, you know, all that kind of great stuff. So there are other ways to get in with not just goose. We, you had to spread it out a little bit, you know, to, to get more people involved um, and doing something that they feel more comfortable in doing. Sure. Um, as far as the role the Visitors Bureau plays, uh, last year we had uh, Ryan Cherry create an, a new logo for Goose Day. And it's open source. Anybody can use it. You can call us. We'd be happy to send it to you. Um, it's on our website. Mm -hmm. 
Anybody can use it to create anything. And this year we really saw a great surge. We saw a couple different t-shirt designs, uh, wooden plaques, uh, pins, all just, it, it did exactly what we wanted it to do, start spreading the word of goose day. So great. we'll, um, I, I, but that, you know, that said, I'm not discouraging anybody from creating their own goose day logo or design or whatever they want to do, go for it. Our main role here at the Visitors Bureau is to promote it. So our goal here, we talk about Goose Day all year round, but we have a deadline. You need to, if you are doing something for Goose Day, whether it be all of September or just the 29th or over the Goose Day celebration days, which this year are the 24th through the 29th, we always need a weekend in there. It's sure. not big enough to draw people here on a Wednesday just yet. So we always need a weekend to attach it to. Makes sense. Um, you know, you need to get it to us by the end of August. And our main job here is September 1, regardless of what's going on, we publish what we call the list of activities. Um, it's grown to 14 pages of things wow. going on. Yeah, we call every single restaurant in, in both counties to find out if they're serving goose. Um, you know, we encourage everybody to do anything. And it's everything from stuff on sale to food to drinks to whatever you want to do that says goose day and shows that you're trying to, to help support the spread of goose day. It gets on this list. It goes mm -hmm. on our website. We print out gobs and gobs of copies to hand out. Um, we, we send it out all over Pennsylvania at this point. It will go further this year. Oh, that's um, great. We, we bought ads um, outside the area. We bought billboards um, and we're just going to keep expanding that that outreach so more and more people get involved and that hopefully september 29th and whatever happens with those uh goose day celebration days mm. it's kind of tricky when it keeps moving on yeah you know yeah um, absolutely yeah so but the goal is to draw more and more people in here and and make it a bigger thing and and we were really encouraged last year we really despite covid wow we really felt like uh i mean we have a couple places that we check for metrics um we actually have the restaurants count and uh, oh, wow. he knows how many goose dinners were served. Um, that kind of thing. We're in the thousands uh, already. Oh, they started out at pushing a thousand anyway, when we first started this uh, uh, collecting the numbers. So mm. it is growing and we're very, very excited about it. So as far as I'm concerned, if I go to my grave and it's on my tombstone, this is the goose day lady. I think <laughs> I may have actually done my job. <laughs> Uh, the awesome. other event, and of course, it's right around the same time. We we do Goose Day and slide, literally slide right into the Ice Festival, mm. which we've been hosting for, um, I'm going to say we're probably pushing 30 years. It's been I around here that. for a long time. Um, and this is our event. It is hosted by the Visitors Bureau. Uh, we sell sponsorships for the ice sculptures around the square. and um, and But since I've been here, we kind of repositioned everything and we focus on around the square mm -hmm. and uh, try to condense everything, but they're vendors, um, inside space, artwork and windows, live music. Uh, we just keep adding and adding and adding to it. Um, Janet Walker, who also works in this office is a, is a main force for ice festival and getting things happening and moving in that direction. Cause really we put so much effort into goose day, <laughs> a break would be nice, but there's no break. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it all just all kind of becomes a blur from September through February for you guys. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. In January, we start talking about it. I used to say we're not going to talk about Goose Day until March, but now it's uh, we won't talk about Goose Day until February. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we, we really do talk about it all year round. Um, the ice festival, though, was interesting with COVID. Uh, this year, we did not do ice. Uh, our carvers, Martino Ice Company, they weren't comfortable going anywhere. They, oh, that's had, they actually had COVID death um, oh, in, well. in one of the guys' families. And, you know, it just it wasn't right this year. Yeah. So, And that, that's fine. We weren't really feeling all that good about it either because, as you recall, we were kind of spiking then. You know, always um, early December and our numbers weren't looking good, Uh, but we did the holiday stroll. And once again, thanks to the downtown merchants and all the the people that own property here that let us use their front windows. Mm. But we had some artwork. We had the uh, the mannequins that are always dressed up that they I mean, it turned we had five mannequins in the building next door to us, the UCP uh, day day center. Uh, It looked honestly like like a big city window with their lights on it at night and these mannequins and these extremely fancy gowns and everything. It was really cool. Very, very Mm. cool. You can find those pictures on the uh, Ice Festival Facebook page. But uh, if you miss walking around downtown um, uh, in early December, we we left it up for, I think, a week and a half to give people enough time to spread people out. You know, we didn't didn't feel right bringing everybody into town for two nights. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so so we had it up, and, and honestly, it was nice and laid back, and I appreciated the break. <laughs> mm, no doubt. Um, but but we, we have every intention of getting back to the ice festival this year. It will be uh, December 2nd and 3rd, um, and it'll, it'll be happening again. It's may not kind of weird to be hosting an event on a Thursday and Friday uh, mm. for out-of-towners. Like I keep saying, our job is to bring the visitors in. Uh, I inherited this event and I see how very important it is to our community. And once sure. again, if, you're, if your community isn't happy and you don't have pride in your community, what, what are the visitors going to think? Absolutely. You, know? uh, Makes sense. You, you need this kind of stuff to build pride of place and, and all this good stuff. And uh, I had a, um, a board member that said, you know, sometimes you just do something because it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. And uh, I, I feel that way about the ice festival. I think it's very important. Um, now that said, it's also a whole lot of work. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, a lot a of moving parts, committee. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. We have a wonderful committee, lots of volunteers that take pieces of it and, and get things done. Um, but, um, yeah, that, those, those are really the two big events at this time of the year. Uh, yeah, I'd like to hibernate a little bit, but, mm. but we really can't, we always host something. We bring out some sort of informational piece in early spring. So we have the waterways guide coming out this year. It's the mm-hmm. biggest piece we've ever done. Um, but there's also the first week of May is National Tourism Week. A lot okay. of other, a lot of other uh, visitors bureaus use that as a local education time to, you know, to let the the locals know how important tourism is sure. uh, for the community and and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of what we take it to be is to um, also like educate our locals in all the different things. I mean, the people, I'm absolutely amazed at people that do not know we have a bookstore downtown now. Wow. They don't know. I, and I'll, are you kidding? That was like the biggest thing that hit us last year. It was so wow. exciting to have this. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, spreading the good information, the good news we have in the community, because there's a whole lot of stuff happening here, really is. And, you know, I, I like to tell people, if you don't read the paper, if you're not on Facebook, although that information is sometimes dicey, and you don't listen to, to radio news, you don't know anything. You don't know anything that's going on. Um, you have to find some sort of trusted news source or trusted information source. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, um, we'd like to think that, that we're it. If you're looking for fun, come here, come to the Visitors Bureau. Uh, we do a we we do a monthly event calendar. Mm-hmm. We track down as best we can now. The pandemic's kind of messed everything up, but mm. we still come out with a, a list of things that we know that are going on. Um, we have we're here in the old courthouse in downtown Lewistown on, on um, Monument Square. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a visitors bureau. We have not only all of the stuff about our area. We have um, guides for every county in the state. If you want to oh, wow. head out on a road trip, which are also really popular come on over. Um, we, we can give you all kinds of ideas, uh, not just locally, but uh, we all like to travel ourselves. So we have our favorite things. And that's why I like to say too, that's why I asked you, what do you like to do? That's the important thing. You don't have to name the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You name something you like to do and maybe they'd like to do it as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it is, it is kind of interesting though. The tough part is, is convincing people that no, there's a lot to do here. <laughs> That's right. And, and I imagine it's a challenge to try to get the word out too, but um, obviously you're maximizing your use of resources like social media. And uh, I got to say that uh, looking at the uh, the website and I'll allow you to give the address out. Um, it's, it's packed with a lot of information, things to do, weekend itineraries, uh, whole lists of events and, and a whole bunch of visitors resources too. But if you decide to come to the Junietta River Valley, you'll know where to stay and, and where to eat and things like that. Uh, can you comment a little about, about about the website? Sure, sure. You know, the itineraries especially, they're done by people, we call them notables. We had uh, county commissioners, um, Ryan, and Cher- uh, Ryan and Lila Cherry at, at East End. They, they did a weekend itinerary because that really was, even for locals, take a look at it and see if you haven't been to Guante's restaurant in Mifflintown, you're mm-hmm. missing something. If you, you claim you're a foodie and you like different flavors, you're missing some of the newest flavors that we have in the area. Wow. Um, and that, that's why we started asking other people because we don't want to just, you know, impress our ideas on you to go do stuff. Cause as I said, Buffy and I don't fish. So if you're mm-hmm. into fishing, we can hook you up with somebody who likes to fish, Sure. Um, but we don't want to be the authorities because everybody has their own things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the special interest tour page, first of all, the website um, was redone just a couple of years ago. It's a constantly changing thing. We will have a page for the waterways guide just on our streams and river information okay. that will be coming up as soon as the book is is out and published uh the guide is out and published um but the special interest tours i i find are really interesting and because if you're into antiquing or junking you know uh we have a list of all the the uh, consignment shops antique stores junk shops in both counties that maybe there's one you hadn't been to. Uh, Spring will be coming. We have a list of greenhouses and landscapers and that kind of stuff because we know people around here have incredible green thumbs. But you also know that you, if you've been to the same nursery over and over again, maybe you're looking for something new. We have a list of all of them in both counties. And there's some interesting ones. You know, some of the Amish uh, businesses, uh, not only here in Mifflin County, but in Juniata County. And that's just kind of fun stuff to go explore. Um, we have one, this is one of my favorites because Buffy Boyer, uh, when she started working here, she brought her, uh, she's from the Sentinel and uh, she brought not only her writing skills, but her incredible photography. Wow. So we have a special interest tour of great places to go for, to take photos, okay. which is really pretty neat. Yeah. That you could run around all day, probably a day and a half at least hitting all these places if you wanted to see them all. And some of them are to take selfies or wedding pictures or something like that. And mm. others are just beautiful scenery. 
Um, but I think we're up to something like 13 of our own special interest tours. And then we also include the historical society uh, brochures, not only Mifflin, but also Juniata County. Okay. There too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it all just kind of keeps going back to there's stuff to do guys get out and do it. Sure. Yeah. So where can we, uh, where can we send you to this weekend? Cause you know, the snow will stop. You'll want to get out. Uh, we can send you to, and Buffy would know where this is. I know it just from all the photos. There is a barn. I believe it's out in Ferguson Valley. Beautiful. Okay. Immaculately kept. There's a pond in front of it. And this red barn in any season is dynamite in a photo. It's huh. almost as ubiquitous as um, the Stone Arch Bridge. Okay. Lots and lots of people take the Stone Arch Bridge. You've got to go find this, this, uh, this farm. It's just absolutely gorgeous. It looks like something out of a magazine. Hmm. I'll have um, to look and, forward to my travels. I unfortunately I'm leaving the area to go to uh, Northeast Pennsylvania this weekend, but um, uh, that's not the only weekend in the year. So there's plenty of things, uh, plenty of weekends coming up to do things for sure. That's right. That's right. Um, one thing I, I would like to talk about. It's it's very interesting. Lots of people wonder um, we're not a government agency here. Uh, how we are done, how we are organized. Uh, at one time we were a subset of the Chamber of Commerce. We were hmm. a committee. Okay. Uh, tourism and promotion committee uh but and it was being funded by grants from the state okay this was almost 20 years ago um the grants from the state were kind of tricky because you know we're out here floating we are country we didn't we never got the money we never saw the money that philly or pittsburgh would get it was very right. very uneven very political getting this grant money um and at one point somebody came at the state came up with this great idea we are now funded by a room tax, a hotel room tax okay. that is put on every room that visitors rent, whether it be a bed and breakfast or a cabin or a hotel, something like that. You must have uh, beds and permanent running water to be hmm. included in this room tax uh, idea. It is 5% tax right now in both counties. Um, that is not, the hotel doesn't get to keep that. That's like sales tax. Sure. Only this is the way our agency is funded. The counties collect the money. They take a small percentage of that just for doing that kind of book work for us. Um, and then we get the rest and that's the money we use to advertise this outside the area, to turn it around, hopefully into more money and in, into our economy. Uh, we have a lot of people that think we are the chamber or we're still part of the chamber, but we are our own entity. Um, and that's why uh, Rhonda Moore runs the chamber and I run the visitors bureau. We just happen to share the same offices and the same copier and, <laughs> you know, and a lot of the same things because we're tiny offices. And that's sure. just sort of the best way to go about it. This, this. Plus, we also work very well together. Um, okay. We have a lot of the same goals in mind, supporting our local businesses and, you know, and, and spreading the word out there. But absolutely. Um, yeah, we are much more shameless promotion. And I, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's my phrase. I use it regularly. My friends will know that. Uh, we do shameless promotion. Our goal is to, and that's why you'll find me on everything. I, somebody told me you're in the paper too much. I'm like, you know, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> this is my job. This is, this is about, you know, bragging about my hometown. And, uh, you yeah, know, I, I figure I couldn't be any luckier. This is, this is, um, this is really fun. As you can tell, I, I start getting fired up and I don't shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, especially on a podcast. It's great to have you on here. And uh, hopefully we can incorporate some, uh, incorporate some radio time in the future for, um, the Visitors Bureau as well. It's really an eye-opener because a lot of people don't realize how uh, a group like yours gets funding. You know, they think, oh, you know, it's, you know, 
think it's their taxes. Absolutely. It's coming out of my income tax return or whatever, or maybe businesses in the area are taking care of that. Right, Um, right. It's a really, really cool idea. I give whoever came up with it kudos because the very people, the visitors that are using our services are the ones that are paying for it. Absolutely. It's kind of like a give back. It's really, yeah, it's genius. It really is genius. Yeah, and our, our county treasurers are great and very, um, uh, very accommodating. If I have any questions, um, attempting to reach out to other you know, businesses, the Airbnb groups, yes, they, they are supposed to be paying taxes, through mm-hmm. taxes. And that is our latest, uh, not ours locally here, but um, in the state level, Airbnb does not want to collect this. Well, it's a state well, law. And yeah, so absolutely. they've been in court in just about every state in the union um, sure. over this, but it's state law. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, and that's what we have information. If you're interested in, in renting your home out or your cabin or something like that and going on Airbnb or, or Verbo or HomeAway or any of those kind of sites, all for it. I think it's an awesome idea. Go for it mm-hmm. Come here because you got to know you're now starting a business. Uh, you have these taxes, you have some registration to do. And even more importantly, you've got to protect yourself. There, there are new insurance levels for this. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we want to help you be successful in this because yes, we could, we'd love to have more rooms out there to rent. We don't have many. Uh, we are definitely one of the smallest uh, visitors bureau in the state. Um, our budget doesn't come anywhere close to what we're talking about. I'm on all these Zoom calls with like Philly and oh wow, <laughs> and the and the um, what's the big area? Uh, PA Wilds. They're huge, and yeah, mm. I know most of it's wild, but they have like nine counties all you know grouping together doing this. So it's mm. uh, it's very impressive what some of the larger areas have been, and the people that have had much more of a running start than we have. I see. Um, yeah, we're we're still collecting things. We're still making reasons for people to come here. As mm-hmm. you, can tell, you know, um, and, and that's why originally Jim hired me because I can put these pieces together and, and turn it into something fun and different. Um, I, I laugh and say, well, you know, if you want us to get involved politically, that'll be the next executive director. I'm here to, <laughs> to make this a great place to come to. That's great. Now, you touched on COVID a little bit earlier and how it impacted some of your major events um, in 2020. What are your thoughts on... Um, all the events and things to do here in the area uh, and, and how COVID will impact it going forward. Yeah. We've got the vaccine out now um, and we're no longer spiking. Do you see a positive uh, outlook in the future and, and, and you see us getting back to normal uh, numbers of visitors coming in the area and spending time here? Uh, Well, actually what they're saying is that this spring we could actually see a spike. Mm. because visitors are looking for places that have not been discovered. They're looking okay. for places that don't have a lot of people. It almost um, makes sense. Uh, our area is a place that you can spread out and get some natural social distancing for sure. Right, right. And even um, if you see the commercials on TV with Verbo and those home away places, they're, they're not advertising, go to the city and find something cool. They're advertising, <laughs> right. you know, they're, they're sending you out to the country or, or to the beach or something. Um, so I, I believe... I, I do think we, we work well when people are doing day trips and car trips. Okay. Uh, again, it's tough. It's tough to bring people in here from Brooklyn or from Philly. You know, mm. there's, there may not be enough here for them to do, but we can bring people in with the idea that they want to calm down, cool out, get away from it all. We have it. And mm-hmm. so actually COVID or the pandemic here, could be helping us along those lines. Now, as far as safety measures go, 
the, the vaccine, I mean, I have to hang my hopes on that and that will it absolutely go away? I don't think so. But my right. hope of hopes is that it will take it down a dozen notches, that it's not as deadly and it's not as, you know, spread as, as fast. Sure. Um, uh, that, that has to be my hope because honestly, I, I, I don't think it'll ever completely go away. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same uh, boat. I, I think it's going to be a new normal moving forward yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, because we have the people that still don't believe the people that don't mask, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, and mm. in, in that kind of world, I mean, honestly, when they were mandating this stuff, you knew that everybody wasn't going to do that. Come on, you know, yeah. free will and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, we can just hope, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and also keep doing what you're doing. I mean, spread the word out about the Juniata River Valley and, and all the good things that it has to offer to all those people out there so that they can learn and, and, and realize that this is a good spot to come to. It is a good spot. And, you know, we're also always, always on the lookout for something new. So if you get online and you find something we've missed, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out. Or you think you have something really super cool on board. I am really, uh, I'm anxious. I'm really into the arts and, and the arts community. And I would love to be able to come up with a special interest tour of artists okay. uh, to go see. One of our problems though, is how do you access them? You don't want to send visitors, any visitor to your home, if that's where your workshop is. Mm. Um, you know, so it gets, it starts, it gets a little tricky here and, and, um, uh, but but there has to be a way. So we just have all these ideas that, you know, as, as more information comes in, hopefully other things can can manifest. But, you know, back in the day, we used to have great craft shows and things like that. And mm. some of those are coming back. Um, uh, you know, places are realizing that the makers need opportunities to make money as well. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, and we'll just see. I hate to be like that, but we, we'll, we'll just see. Yeah. Um, I've seen, um, a, a lot of positive things happening and, and, and my, most of my experiences with downtown Lewistown that a lot of young entrepreneurs are kind of coming in and opening up startups and, and, and new businesses. You mentioned the bookstore, we've got a coffee shop, they're expanding, which is a definite positive sign. But a, a, a lot of times along with that does come a, a, a vibrant art scene. And I think there's, there's definitely hope for that here in our area. Yeah. Arts tradition lead the way. For mm. stuff like this, you know, in the uh, communities now or the neighborhoods in the big cities that are now gentrified and too expensive mm. to to live in, they basically were, were started by artists. You know, the artists found the cheap dive places to live and work. And then from that, they just build and build on this community. And, and um, yeah, the arts always have a place. Uh, I, I did see a meme, though, that said it's the number one non-essential uh, job in the world apparently. Being an artist. Um, yeah, yeah, but but the great part was the meme also happened to say, so this nice graph that you presented this information in was created by an artist. <laughs> and oh, by the way, the shirt you're wearing was created by an artist, mm -hmm. as well as the desk you have, you know, I mean, she just kept going on and on and on that. Right. You're not just thinking somebody that puts paint on a canvas here. There right. are designers and artists and, and, and people like that, that that are critical. To what we do and to keep things flowing and at least uh you know give you a good feeling about stuff uh Absolutely. you know you want you want something well designed versus something that's not that's just you know shoved out the door i like to say um i i was fighting when i was younger i was fighting the good fight of you know arts education mm. is critical i still Absolutely. believe that 
it's, it's absolutely critical. The thing I'd like to say is that you can still do that and will be able to be to do that until the day you die. If you're a football player, you wouldn't be doing that anymore. Well, yeah, I guess your yeah. career is somewhat limited so, there for sure. Yeah, arts arts live on forever, um, and a hobby is a hobby. And you know, if the pandemic taught anybody anything, you yeah. need a hobby that isn't necessarily staring at your phone. I mean, even that you get enough of. You know, yep. um, hobbies are are absolutely awesome things to have. I have far too many, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and my studio will attest to that. Oh. Um, but it's also fun. I, I, uh, I am involved with the Arts Council, and I mm. usually, for the last seven years, I've been doing a Valentine um, workshop, and we make Valentines, like two weeks before Valentine's Day. Oh, great, great. Goofy, fluffy thing, but I just, I bring all kinds of stuff in, and, and people just make Valentines. And I, I was really surprised to find how much I missed doing that. Wow. Just talking with other people that like to make stuff. Um, well, I'll get back to that too, I'm sure. But it was, uh, I, I was, uh, that really caught me off guard. I just thought, well, I'll be glad I don't have to do that because I don't have to promote it or, you know, make sure people come or drive mm. all the stuff there. But, you know, really, um, it was always a really fun afternoon. And I'll probably be doing that until the day I die, you That's know, great. just trying to get people out there and, and make stuff because it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, it's been great learning a bit about you, Jenny, and, and finding out your deep roots in the, in the community and uh, learning that you're probably the area's biggest cheerleader for uh, tourism vi- and visitation, for sure. Number one in that category. I and, am biggest. Uh, <clears throat> I'm six feet tall, but we have an office here. <laughs> there are five people in this office. And we, we uh, jokingly, we, we are all cheerleaders for this community and we need great. more. And you mentioned those young entrepreneurs downtown. They're some yes. of the greatest cheerleaders. You know, there's a model train store here, uh, Lewistown Printworks with the graphics uh, mm. design company and everything are here. They're, they just, they brought such energy and really, oh, Tony, it was COVID that just kind of, we, man, we, we had some momentum going here. Absolutely. It just shut it down. So I'm just hoping that whenever we can get it back, uh, that we can speed up faster mm. uh, than the start was and, and just take off from there because... It, it's that young life. And, you know, that's, that's going to be happening in Reedsville. Like you okay. said, um, we, you know, people, I love the idea. They're saying that people are looking uh, makers and people that are working for themselves or can work remotely are looking for areas like this to move in, have an office, great house, hike every weekend, you know, fish, do whatever you want. And they're looking for communities like ours. And Absolutely. It, it, and it makes sense, too, because it, there's so much easy access from a transportation point of view, too. It's right off the exit of 322. Uh, both right. you have you have little hamlets like that in both uh, Junietta County and, and Mifflin County. Right. And right. Uh, on a major access to a major highway, you're between two major metro areas, Harrisburg and State College. It's a great place. It is. It is. It really is. We should be proud of where we live. Have you talked to Nick Felice at uh, MCIDC yet? I have not yet. Oh, but- well. <laughs> I'll send them your contact info. Okay. Because <laughs> you're talking about transportation and how we're perfectly positioned. Absolutely. He's all over that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. And it, it just, you just, social media, you just shake your head going, people, people, you got to go out and look and see what other people don't have that we have here. Mm, absolutely. It is such a great place to be. I'm glad I was raised here. Um, I left for school and I thought I was never coming back. <laughs> I came back. I came back and, and, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I did. Um, this is, um, this is home to me. This is a mm. great support system. Uh, 
history, uh, the his historical society. That's another person you need to talk to. Okay. Um, it's right here. Our history is, is really, really fascinating. Every little town has fascinating history. Um, but it's really cool to think that my great, great grandparents were, you know, were in there, were there, they saw it happen or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool to have those roots in yeah. the community and, and go back that far. That is awesome. Yeah, super cool. I'm now, uh, my mind is whirling with a list of people that you need to be sure to contact. Well, I'll send it to me. List. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll ping them for sure. I've gotten a good response um, uh, from the uh, the broadcast email that Rhonda put together for me, and and uh, that's worked out pretty well. I've, I'm booked with interviews for the next like two months already, Terrific. just from that. So that, yeah. that's worked out great. Good. Um, one more time, can you run through the the uh, website address for us and and any other uh, way to contact the Visitors sure. Bureau? Yes, um, our website address is jrvvisitors.com. Okay. It's shorter than spelling it all out. So jrvvisitors.com. That'll get you to our website. Um, we do have, we have three Facebook pages. Uh, wow. One is Junie, I inherited them. Juniata River Valley Visitors Bureau is the main one. And uh, Buffy Boyer does all our social media and she is regularly posting there. Lots of stuff to do, all that good stuff. That is what, if mm. you're on Facebook, you definitely should be following that. We also have one for Goose Day. Goose Day in the Juniata River Valley, and you can imagine it kind of goes to sleep. Unless we find something funny about a goose, then we put it on there. Oh, okay, but great. It'll wake back up in the middle of summertime uh, getting ready for Goose Day. And, uh, and there's also one, um, I believe it's called Festival of Ice in the Juniata River Valley. And you know, if you know anything about Facebook, there's lots of Festival of Ice. It's how you word it. That's why yeah. I needed to be sure it's right. Um, the Juniata River Valley um, Instagram page as well. Uh, Buffy is a photographer, so there's some really gorgeous shots there. She's always all, also on the lookout for um, other photos that, that other people have taken, you know, oh, okay. wonderful images that we could use as promotion. That's great. Um, we get your permission, of course. We'd never run it without, and, uh, um, you know, and there's some possibilities there. In fact, we're using some user-generated uh, photos in our waterways guide, which okay. is wonderful, and, and we thank those, those folks that allowed us to do that. Um, so that's social media. That's our website. You can always come in here to the office. We're right here in the old courthouse, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. That always kind of wiggles around. Um, for some reason, lunchtime, I've, I've talked to people that they show up on a day that nobody's here at lunch. We don't all go to lunch at the same time, but sometimes there are meetings and all that kind of wacky sure. stuff. So um, if you want to be absolutely sure we're here, give us a call. It's 717 248 6713. Uh, but we are here. We are here to give you information. We'd love to hear your suggestions and ideas, uh, things you think are terrific. Um, just remember that you have to, <laughs> when you look at something to draw a visitor to, uh, you have to look at it like, would you invite a, a car full of strangers there? Because mm. that that is kind of our litmus test. Because, uh, you know, like I was talking about those artists that work in their home. Yeah, I'm not publish your home address what if, you know these people just show up that's what tourism is yeah uh, so while uh, other places have lots and lots of studio tours and things like that um we're, we're very cautious we don't want uh, this has to be a good experience not only for the host the people that are actually providing whatever activity or, or things going on but also for the visitor and i realize not everybody is quite up to speed with the whole thing so sure um yeah, so so we're working with it, and it, it's fun. It gets frustrating, but it's fun too. You know, there's basically nothing open on Sunday. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, we, we, a lot of times we say, if you're coming to, you know, shop or do anything like that, do that on Saturday and then Sunday head out to one of the state parks or victory park or do the hike or something like that. So mm-hmm. you do your nature stuff on, on Sunday, because, um, no, where if you come from a, a bigger town, even not even a city, uh, most everything is open on Sunday as well. Mm-mm. Not here. Absolutely so, makes sense. And we look at it as part of the charm. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, that's part of the culture of the area for sure. That's That's definitely ingrained into it. Well, Jenny, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us here on Radio Means Business. It's been a a great time learning about you and and the organization as well. And uh, anything else that we can do to help you, please reach out at any time. That's what we're here for. Thank you very much for the time. And really contact us too, because we're here to help everybody. We want to make the community stronger, more vibrant place to not only visit, but to live. They come hand in hand. That's Jenny Baron Landis, Executive Director of the Junietta River Valley Visitors Bureau, right here on Radio Means Business, the podcast highlighting businesses and nonprofits in all of central Pennsylvania. If you'd like more information on the Junietta River Valley Visitors Bureau, visit their website at jrvvisitors.com or call 717-248-6713. That's 717-248-6713. Thanks for listening to Radio Means Business, the podcast highlighting businesses and nonprofits in all of central Pennsylvania. If you'd like to be part of the program, please contact me, Tony Pfeiffer, General Manager WCHX, WKVA, and WVNW at apfeiffer at nmax.net. That's A-P-E-I-F-F-E-R at nmax.net. Or give our radio station business office a call at 717-242-1493. 717-242-1493. And be sure to tune in to the next edition of Radio Means Business right here.